Hello, and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 228, which we're recording on Wednesday, September 23rd, 2020. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And today, you know how we have this uncanny thing where we record on anniversaries or birthdays. Yeah. Today is my seventh work anniversary. I got a special email this morning saying, congratulations. Wow. They remembered. (laughs) They remembered. (laughs) Mike was so funny. He's like, cool. What do you get? And I said, a congratulations email. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, it's my happy work anniversary. And I'm I'm impressed that they remembered. So yeah. (laughs) It's all automatic, but that's okay. We're still impressed. And I saw something very funny just yesterday. So our episode, last episode where we talked about wool and knitting in the news. Yesterday, I was researching different marketing campaigns on social media, and they had something about Norway. They call it hashtag sheep with a view. So if you go on Instagram and do the hashtag sheep with a view, there are all sorts of beautiful pictures of sheep with amazing things in the background. And it was an ad campaign Norway did to get people to come visit Norway. And I highly recommend that you follow the hashtag and look at, I think they're like over 2000 pictures and they were stunning, just incredible pictures. And I thought, oh, I wish I'd seen this two weeks ago before we recorded because it was so appropriate for last episode. So I just had to writing down the hashtag now so that I don't forget. (laughs) Hashtag sheep with a view. Very, very cool. What are you wearing? I have been wearing, or I did wear a couple of times this week, my Breathe and Hope, which is a shawl by Casapinka. That one, I very recently knit this. I think I just, yeah, I finished it in the middle of July and I knit it for a couple of couple of months, started it in the spring, finished it in the middle of summer, and it's two colors that are light and bright, and I knew when I knit it that I would be able to wear it on cool summer mornings, which is exactly what I did. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, and I know today it's, it's actually not summer anymore, but for the past couple of weeks, it was our last last few days of summer, and generally speaking, our really warm days are about now in the in the calendar. They fall into September and October. In, the, in Santa Cruz, we have generally some really warm days, but cool mornings and cool evenings. So that's "Breathe and Hope" by Casapinka. How about you, Gail? What are you wearing? I wore my Pappas pullover the other day. So Ooh, I finished. Yay. Yeah, finally. First, I think it's the first time I've actually worn it out. So all of these sweaters I finished during or since COVID started and haven't really had a chance to wear. Right. Well, I had a dental appointment. So, oh boy, <laughs> did I have a place to wear a sweater. So I wore my sweater and couldn't decide throughout the day if I really like it or if I'm just kind of meh. I think I'm just kind of meh. And it's because the sweater, what would you say? That the armholes fall a little lower than where I want them. Mm -hmm. And it's the design of the sweater. So I don't think it it was a, yeah, yeah, it wasn't because I knit it 
poorly. And it was only a one size sweater. Midori Hiroshi is the designer. And I'm not a fan of boat necks. And it's a boat neck sweater. And I knew Mm. that when I knit it. But when you do the interesting construction, you... You do a weird wrap and turn to make the hole for the neck and you do some bind offs and then cast on again. And as I was doing that, I did more than the pattern called for so that I would have less of a boat neck, but I should have done even more than I did to get even less of the boat neck that I did get. <laughs> so I see. it just, it yeah. goes a little too far out on my shoulders hmm. and it's just not something that I'm normally comfortable wearing. Yeah. So it, I kept wanting to pull it up on my shoulders, even though that's where it was supposed to be. So jury's still out on that one. I do like the fabric of it because it's a wool, silk, lace weight yarn. Mm-hmm. So it's a very light layer, but still a little, gives you a little warmth because like you said, our mornings have been a little chilly and I love the way it looks. It's just the fit. I kept messing with it mm. throughout the day. So I got to wear it a few more times and see what I think. But that was the Pappas Pullover by Midori Hiroshi. I wonder if you had made the yoke shorter. Mm -hmm. That's not quite the way to say that. Made the yoke with less depth. (laughs) Yes, I know what you're trying to say. And because the sweater is strange. Fewer rows. (laughs) Yes. And if... I can't even remember exactly how it's constructed, yeah, but if I had done I a couple things differently, I would have had less depth at the underarm. Mm-hmm. I could have adjusted for that if mm-hmm. I had realized in advance that it was going to be bigger than I wanted it to be. Right. It's, so it's c- one of those things. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, I you could have just modified, can't tell. And I could have modified the two things I don't like about it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, live and learn. Yeah. So, like I said, jury's that it was a really quick knit. It didn't take that much yarn. So if I decide that I like it except for those two things, I could knit another. You Or you could conceivably just pull the, almost the whole sweater back to the a yoke and make a shorter yoke. Yeah, I could. Why would that be any different than knitting a second one? Yeah, it would be easier, but it just sounds more painful. <laughs> I understand. Yes. I understand. I'm so funny. Okay. (laughs) So what have you been stalking? Okay. How can you not stalk all the wonderful Ruth Bader Ginsburg patterns that are popping up on Ravelry? There are rest in peace. Yeah. There are sweaters, cardigans, collars, and all of them look pretty good they they're pretty fun to stalk they really are i agree i even went i had read about this previously but had been it had been a long time i went and i found something online that described all the different situations that she would wear the different collars for and i thought that was quite fascinating (laughs) So there is one on Ravelry. Well, there are several, but there is one collar, an actual little lace collar, and it's made out of crochet and it's made out of crochet thread. So when you crochet this, it really looks like a lace collar and it's called Descent. 
by Elethea Whitaker, and it's not the actual descent caller, but it I think it's one of Justice Ginsburg's everyday collars that she wears. So it's pretty cool. They're on the pattern page. There is a photo of her wearing a collar that this crochet pattern was modeled after. Very cool. Yeah. So that's very cool. So that one is called, and it's just, just a collar. And that one is called Descent by Elethea Whitaker. And then there are a couple others that I should mention. Let's see. There's Andrea Rangel has a pullover and a cardigan, I believe. Yes, she does. And as of today, she has a hat as well. Just oh, came out today. Oh, okay. I, I remember seeing that she was going to be releasing a hat, but I hadn't seen that one yet. That's kind of cool because if you don't particularly want to make a color work sweater, you can still join in the numerous KALs that I've seen popping up all over the place yeah, by making a hat. we have one in our group. Yes. Somebody has suggested it just popped up in our Ravelry group in impromptu KAL to knit something to remember Justice Ginsburg. So that's very cool. Yeah. Thanks, Jennifer, for starting yes, that. Yes, absolutely. And then the last one that I saw that actually this is the one that I quite like because I always felt that this one it's based on the judicial robes and it has these flowy sleeves that I always have thought looked most like a judicial robe. And this one, and I love the name, it's called Notorious RBG. Love that name. So, love it. Yeah. <laughs> so that one is awesome. That one, let's see, Notorious RGB. It is by Park Williams, Notorious RBG. Very cool. So those are all, most of those are in and out, moving up and down the Ravelry hot right now. And yeah, very sad, but interesting to see the tributes and the comments, people's memories and what people are saying about her, how much respect this woman has. Mm-hmm. I was looking in a Ravelry group the other day and saw the RBG knit-along thread, and I was just seized by this need to cast on the Descent Pullover by Andrea Rangel. It's I haven't done such it. such a cool sweater. <laughs> but yeah, I texted Charlene and I said, is it crazy that I just have this overwhelming need to cast this on right now? And like I said, I haven't done it yet, but it's just this burning desire yes, to do it. I feel same. I really yeah. do. Really, really do. And then another loss this week that hit me pretty hard was Kat Bordy. Yeah. So she has a new design called Rio Kalina Cowl. And this is a, f a pattern that's being offered for free on Kat's website. And sadly, she passed away this week as well. And Gail and I had we attended one of her classes several years ago at 
It was an event. It was... It was that unusual one they had in San Mateo. Yes. I don't even remember it was what it was called. It was an interweave there, Something event. like that, yeah. Yeah. A one-off, I think. Yeah, and it was this little mini event that they had classes. They had a teeny tiny marketplace that had about 12 vendors. And I don't think they had... I think it was just classes and the teeny tiny marketplace. And we went to... One class with Cat Bordy and the Marketplace. And it was an interesting event, but it was not hugely attended. But it was fun to take the class. And one time before that, I took a all-day sock class with Cat Bordy. I remember this specifically because I finished, I almost finished one sock in the whole day because it was a whole day you spent with wow. her. And she talks about the construction of the sock as you go along. And so you're just sitting there knitting while she's talking. And I almost completed one whole sock. And that one, that I think that was at a TNNA. But that was a while ago. But anyway, the cowl is a new free pattern and she says it looks really complex but really is so simple which is in my eyes one of the hallmarks of Kat Bordy's work. She always tells you likes to tell you how simple things are. They really are simple <laughs> once you understand the theory, the pattern, the whatever behind it. She loved to teach folks that Whatever her design was that looks so complex is simple, and yes, you too can make it. So I loved that about her. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that one is the Rio Kalina Cowl by Cat Bordy. And then the third thing I am stocking is a pattern called KP Yoke Rasen, and it's by Ruriko. And I have stocked many of her patterns before and this one is a circular yoke pullover and it has a spiral she calls it spiral stairs pattern on the yoke but really what it is is like a row of I'm not sure what it is it's probably like either a row of garter stitch or a row of pearls and it just creates this spiral effect around the yoke of the sweater. It looks fairly simple and it's a top-down A-line pullover. I love A-line sweaters as well. So this one I think is probably going to be in my queue sooner rather than later. The sleeves are three quarters or long. I love textural knitting. I love this fit. So it it looks like a me sweater <laughs> when you see it. Just, yeah, she, like I said, she calls it spiral stairs, but they're not really stair-stepped stitches. It just, it's a spiral line, and it's not just one spiral line. It's like spirals that go all over the, the, the yoke of the sweater. It's pretty cool. And if you do the, let's see, the three-quarter sleeve version she has an option for a pleat at the end of the sleeve. I'm not sure. So it's just like your sleeve. 
instead of instead of narrowing down to the wrist when you get to the well it's three quarters so it doesn't go all the way down to the wrist but to the end of the sleeve instead of getting narrower narrower and narrower at the end of the sleeve it just ends in a pleat and then the band at the end of the sleeve to tuck it all in and hold it together so it's pretty cute i'm not sure if i would do that kind of sleeve but i might because it's different the more I look at it, I think, yeah, I should do that just because it's different and I should do something different instead of making sweaters that are all the same, right? <laughs> Give it a try and see if yeah, you like it. Exactly. So that is KP Yoke Rason or Rason by Ruriko. How about you, Gail? What are you stocking? I am stocking a couple things. So I mentioned that I really wanted to cast on the Descent pullover. I sense a theme here with me. I think <laughs> I'm getting bored. Not bored. I shouldn't say bored. Getting antsy. I don't know the right word. Knitting for other people. So oh, I keep seeing things that yeah. I want to cast on for myself right away. And one of those things is the pressed flowers shawl by amy christopher's oh you sent me a text about that one yes i did it's really cute it's really cute it's a Mm -hmm. shawl and that's the only reason i haven't cast it on yet because i don't wear my shawls as much as i should but this one is a triangle and it is knit in dk weight with two colors and as the name implies it has flowers all over it and it's so cute the only thing i'm not in love with is the flowers are made with slip stitches, but the way the other, so the way the contrasting color is carried has a line that I'm just not quite in love with. So I'd have to have the right color combination so that that didn't end up bothering me. And I've mm-hmm. looked at all of the finished projects and there are some where it's more obvious, some where it's less obvious. And if I wore shawls all the time, I would have cast this on already because it's that <laughs> cute. So Pressed Flowers by Amy Christophers. And she's such a well-known designer. I don't think I've ever knit anything of hers, though. I don't know if I have either. I know we have stalked her designs mm-hmm. before. And I know we've discussed her patterns many, many times. Mm-hmm. Yet, I don't think I've ever knit any of her patterns, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't think I have either. You had stocked in previous episodes designs that were in homage to RBG. And you mentioned them again this episode, and I mentioned the Descent Toke, which is by Andrea Rangel. And I just wanted to mention it one more time because it did just come out today. And it is two colors. It's written for fingering or worsted, and there are instructions for slouchy or beanie styles. So it's very adaptable, and it just is a great tribute to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So I really liked that and wanted to mention it. And this last one, I went back through my show notes from the last several months to see if I'd mentioned this before, because I thought I had. Maybe I just talked to you about it. (laughs) It's called Glenwood, and it's a pullover by the designer Cheryl Toy. And this is from the Hudson and Weft Spring 2020 lookbook or Hudson and West. I can't read my own writing in the at the moment. It's in <laughs> light pink and I'm having a hard time because I forgot my glasses. Anyways, they are a yarn 
producer. We've seen their yarn at Stitches because Monarch Knitting sells it. And they have this collection that is super cool, in my opinion, because it was designed for our area's natural beauty and parks. So they have designs that are named for the town I grew up in, Ben Lomond. They have a design called Lomond. They have a design called Felton, which is the town next to where I grew up. They have a design called Fall Creek, which is the park in which I ran for many years. (laughs) So I kind of fell in love with just the fact that these are all like named after where I grew up. But Glenwood, which is not named for any area where I grew up, except for the Glenwood Curve, I guess, on Highway 17. But Oh, yeah, that must be it. Maybe. It's a beautiful pullover. It's it very, is. it's, isn't it pretty? It's so lovely. I like it. It's cute. It's an o- very oversized fingering weight and it's raglan shaped and it's cables along that raglan shaping. And it looks like a very, what's the opposite of steep? It's not a steep raglan. It's more gradual? elongated. Yeah. Gradual maybe. So it kind of ends in an unusual place to me looking at it. And then between the raglan shaping is all texture. So the body of the sweater is textured, the sleeves are stuck in it. And it's just really, really cute. I could could see knitting that in some sincere sheep, like a, you know, a beefy, nice, natural, well, they're all natural fibers, but not a super wash yarn, a more rustic mm-hmm. kind of feel feel mm-hmm. yarn. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking at that one a lot. And the only thing that I'm wondering about it is that it's really, really oversized. <laughs> and someone I know knit it and she said that she didn't do, or I think she separated for the sleeves earlier than the pattern called for. And it gave it less of an oversized look. Okay. So I'm thinking about, you know, if I, modify it a little bit maybe it would be less oversized and still super attractive and not quite as huge definitely so that's glenwood by cheryl toy and it's super cute and what have you been knitting still working on my mira's cowl which is a pattern by well pattern from ba yarn i am making mine in Neighborhood Fiber Company's sock yarn, their new organic base, which Gail and I are going to talk a little bit more about in a couple minutes. But this pattern is just extremely easy. I mentioned it last time. It's a simple knit and purl pattern that you establish on your first row, and then you just keep doing that for the whole cowl and make it as tall or as short as you want very easy. I'm probably going to try to finish the whole skein because it's great. It's been great zoom knitting for me when I'm on line and I just don't want to particularly pay that much attention to my knitting, but Mm -hmm. my fingers have to be moving. Yep. (laughs) So that's been a great pattern for that. Mira's cowl from Ba Yarn. And then I did finally cast on another sweater. I cast on... Oh, and I don't have it open here. I don't think I I know about this. 
Look, you probably don't because, yeah, I'm not sure why. But I cast on Live Light, which is oh, a you pattern. Did. Yes, which is a pattern by Carrie Bostick Hodge. And I have had this pattern in and out of my queue for years. Yes, the pattern was released back in March of 2015. And probably since March of 2015, this pattern has been in and out of my queue. And I'm not sure why. I've never, never decided to cast it on before. Cause I, I, I keep coming back to it. I think it's just one of those patterns that looks like something I would wear. Also looks like kind of like a lot of sweaters I probably already have because it it is something that I would wear a lot it, mm -hmm. it's it's a looks like a great everyday design there's nothing incredibly unique about it so it's easy to just let it slide in terms of the cue it's like something exciting jumps in and cue jacks it <laughs> so <laughs> so but i am finally making it i've Yay! stocked many of her patterns in the past so it's like i said it's good that i'm finally doing this live light is a fingering weight cardigan with overlapping fronts and short row shaping that creates the angled fronts so the fronts are at at an angle created by this short row shaping and by increases so the sweater is actually the, there's more fabric on the very bottom of the sweater than at the top of the sweater it, the fabric just keeps getting bigger and bigger so that it can overlap in the front and it's got a front band that is picked up after the fact, which I had mentioned a couple of episodes ago that I don't always like that construction, but I'm going to give it a try. Again, we had many, lots of discussions about that and how to make that look better. So um, I picked up a couple of tips and we'll see how that goes. Let's see. And I also wrote that oh, this sweater is very wearable for me. And in terms of wearability, I have to admit that that's something I am struggling with right now because I haven't been going out a lot, haven't had the opportunity to wear a lot of sweaters. And I have this desire to get rid of a lot of sweaters right now. Ooh, don't do it right now. Well, that's exactly it. I yeah. There's there's a lot of things that I'm just not wearing in my wardrobe and I have this desire just to get rid of them all and mm. no, I'm, yeah, I have to resist that because I have to have hope that I'm not going to be stuck at home wearing sweatpants for the rest of my life. <laughs> I have to have that hope. So I'm I'm definitely trying to resist the urge to get rid of sweaters and clothes that I'm not wearing. It's hard because generally speaking, 
you can logically think that, well, if there's a sweater that I haven't worn in a year or more, maybe I'm not going to wear it. Well, but this year is kind of an exception. Very if there's different. a sweater that I haven't worn in a year or more, it's because I've been sitting at home wearing sweatpants for a year. Exactly. <laughs> this is similar to the phenomenon I've noticed of women who are pregnant who do wild mm. things to their hair. Because they have yes. no control over their bodies, but they do these crazy things to their hair and then they regret it because Yeah. Yeah. So don't yeah. don't get rid of your sweaters yet. Just yeah. wait, wait, wait. I, I absolutely agree and I know that that is the voice of reason. But yeah. <laughs> if so. you really have to get them out of the house, give them to me and I will keep them for you <laughs> until you change your mind. Gee, Gail, remember that purple sweater that I knit back in? <laughs> Be like, let me grab that out of the attic for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might take you up on that. So, so that is Live Light by Carrie Bostic Hodge. You did not tell us what yarn you're using. Oh, I am using, it is, let me think about this. It is Madeline Tosh sock in one of my sweater quantities one of my holy grail sweater quantities logwood? it is logwood yeah <gasps> how exciting yeah. and this sweater quantity was given to me by a friend who purchased it for herself started making something that didn't work out for her, and then she was done with the yarn. <laughs> you know how that goes. Sometimes yeah. you start something, and it's just, for whatever reason, it doesn't work out, it's a bad experience, and you're kind of done with the yarn. So I inherited the yarn, and it's my holy grail color. I'm not going to say no. So I decided that was this... this is a good time for me to use it. <laughs> Excellent choice. Excellent yeah. choice. Yeah. So, logwood, Madeline Tosh sock. Excellent. Deep, deep, deep stash. <laughs> this is definitely a good time to pull out some precious yarn. Yeah. So, how about you? What are you knitting? All right. I'm knitting two things, and I have one thing in timeout. So, I was hoping before we recorded this episode, I would be done with Sussuris because I was really close. I changed that to I am really close. I had finished the body and one sleeve. And when I tried it on, I decided it was too long. So I pulled it back and decided that I wanted to split him and finished the body again and put it on two nights ago and thought, this really doesn't look good on me. One, the underarms like Pappas pullover are lower than I expect them to be. And two, I really like A-line sweaters and this sweater is not an A-line sweater. And it hmm. just looks like it's too taut over my hips and it's, oh. it's high hip and it's oversized, but it's still, I don't know if the ribbing is too tight. I haven't steamed it, so it could loosen up, but I put it on and just thought, Oh, yuck. Don't like it at all. So it has one sleeve left to go, plus any modifications I'm going to do to make it wearable. Or I knit a second sleeve and give it to someone else. Don't know what I'm going to do yet. So it's on a timeout. Can Not you, real happy. Well, can you 
go back and make the body an A-line shape? Yes, I could. However, when I pulled the effort it took to pull out the several inches that I pulled out because of the Mm -hmm. mohair makes me really not want to do that. I really don't want to pull back. And it's a lace, it's stripes of mohair and then a lace pattern in fingering. So to make it an A-line, you'd have to add enough stitches to do a lace repeat or to just knit stockinette between at the sides. So it's not as easy to knit this A-line because I thought about it. I actually went up a needle size shortly, like after the bust, I went up a needle size thinking... I'm probably going to want a bigger circumference at the hips. Right. And you know the weird thing? When I tried it on, when it was too long, it was not too tight at all at high hip. So it's something to do with the ribbing really is pulling it in. So maybe when I steam it or block it, it'll loosen that up a lot. Or maybe I have to re-knit the knitting, the ribbing with a bigger needle. I don't know. Or maybe you don't do ribbing. Do something else. Oh, well, that Can was you just finish it garter stitch or something? Garter stitch or stockinette and let it roll? Well, there's an idea. Okay, you may have just solved the problem. <laughs> so I mean, we'll see. if you let it roll, then you have to knit a little extra because mm-hmm. it'll roll. But I like that look. So. I'm not Let's... in love with the roll, but a garter could but really yeah, do it. Yeah, you could do garter. Yeah, that's a good idea. I don't think I would have thought of that. So time out. I'll figure it out and yeah. I'll let you know what I decide. Yeah. But in the meantime, I have two new cast-ons that are super exciting. So I cast on the Twinkle Twinkle Baby Blanket by Helen Stewart. Oh, and fun. I, it's very fun. It's a very <laughs> fun knit. I love knitting her designs. They make me so happy. And this one, I am using Ancient Stash. It's Madeline Tosh, MCN, MCN. My acronyms today are awful. <laughs> Merino cashmere nylon. That was right. MCN. Yeah, that was right. right. Okay. Yeah. And it's in the colorway Wellwater, which is oh, a gorgeous yum. blue. Mm-hmm. And I had about a skein and a half left in my stash from its leftover from knitting the Autumn's End sweater by Alana Dacos, a sweater that I never wear anymore. So I'm so proud of myself. I pulled out the whole sweater, skeined the yarn, washed mm-hmm. the yarn dried the yarn and now I'm going to use the rest of it to knit this baby blanket. I love it. I'm so excited. Love it. Love it. (laughs) And there will be enough leftover yarn to knit maybe the Rocky pants by Tin Can Knits, the little super cute little pants. So I don't know if I'll really knit pants or not because I don't know if Alex will use them, but we'll see. And when she saw the pattern, she really liked them. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if she'd actually use them. (laughs) Who knows? For a photo shoot, she would. Exactly. <laughs> but I want her to use them, use them. Yeah. So I don't know what the rest of the yarn will become, but the blanket, look how pretty it is. So It's wonderful. It's Love that color. From the center out, so you start on double pointed needles, and then there's a hole that you sew together, you know, sew it closed, and you do increases at four points. So it's a square shape that has the four lines of increases radiating out from the center and then in the middle you have what she calls a star stitch which is just a very simple stitch that you do every six rows 
And it's meditative. It's nice. The color's beautiful. The yarn feels good in my hands. Yeah. And it just makes me really happy. You've gotten so, a lot done on Right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's one of those things. It's like when you start a shawl or you start a raglan top-down sweater and you zoom, 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 and you're yes. like, wow, I'm flying. <laughs> and then as you get more and more stitches on the needles, things slow down. And it's yeah. one of those. So. <laughs> It was giving me a lot of satisfaction to see it grow in the beginning. And now it's taking longer and longer to get through the rows, but that's okay. So that's the Twinkle Twinkle Baby Blanket by Helen Stewart. And the second thing I cast on is the Little Miss Rainbow Sweater by, see if I can pronounce her name, Selene Couillet-Lerrer. It's French. I probably butchered it. I'm very sorry. (laughs) After living in France for two years, I still cannot speak French very well. And this one is what I'm knitting for Olivia to be a not too matchy matchy sweater to the one I knit for Alex. And I'm it. So this one is a top down circular yoke with stripes in the yoke. And it's called Little Miss Rainbow because they used a rainbow kit from Deverum Natura, I think is the name of the yarn company. And I'm using oh, just the okay. gold color that I used in Alex's sweater for the stripes in the yoke. And... As you go down, separate for the sleeves, there's a pleat in the back, similar to the pleat in Alex's sweater. And then I'll do the texture stitch that I did in Alex's sweater from there down. And at the bottom, I will use the purple for the ribbing at the bottom. So it will be very similar, but not exact to match. But the pattern Mm -hmm. was written for worsted weight, and I'm using DK. So I swatched three big swatches for this. First on US 5, then US 6, then US 7 needles. And the US 5 and 6 fabric, the gauge was much smaller. So I got far more stitches to the inch than the pattern called for. And I did my gauge math. Mm -hmm. And I would have to cast on the largest size, which is a 11 to 12 year size, to get a sweater that would fit Olivia and I'm aiming for a four to five year size. That's so my gauge was so such di- a big difference between DK and I was surprised wow. too. I was really surprised. So on the fives, I thought, okay, even if I cast on the highest size, it's still not going to be the right size. So I swatched on sixes, liked the fabric. It was still pretty iffy. Like if I cast on for the largest size, it might still not give me the size I want. Mm. But then when I swatched on US 7s, the fabric was way too loose, way too loose. So I decided I'm knitting it on US 6. I went with the largest size and I have my fingers crossed that it's going to (laughs) work. So I had Alex measure one of Olivia's sweatshirts. I'm going to measure this as I go and hope for the best. So that is Little Miss Rainbow. And I'm very excited that it's on the needles. I would like to thank our sponsor for September, Lolo Body Care. We always say that every knitter has a favorite yarn, but do they also have a favorite scent? Today, our sponsor, Lolo Body Care, has cued us into the many scent personalities that inspire their products. You've heard us talk all about Lolo's eco-luscious moisturizers before, but did you know that they come in a huge variety of scents? I think I'm an innovator. Bamboo, blackberry sage, lemongrass, those all speak to me. I know for sure that I am a traditionalist because I love lavender, I love blue gardenia, and I love jasmine. Those are the scents that I always have on me. (laughs) 
With over 30 scents to choose from, you're sure to find the perfect moisturizer scent to match your personality. Check out lolobody.com and discover your new signature scent. I love the idea of a signature scent. I although do too. It's also fun to play around and try different things. That's but true. That's why it's nice to understand the groupings. Like we were saying, traditionalist, lavenders, gardenias, jasmine, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Because if you love something in that family, chances are good that you probably love something else in that family as well. Yep. I have to figure out the family that includes the citrus and peppermint right now. I had oh. a really bad headache the other day and Josie handed me peppermint essential oil that oh, she dabbed yeah. on the back of my neck and it helped immensely with my oh, headache. That's awesome. Blew me away. That's it was awesome. amazing. Huh. So scents are pretty good. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you very much, Lolo Body Care. All right. What have you finished? You're going to laugh. I haven't finished any knitting projects, but I've made two batches of dryer balls. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Now, we had talked about this in our Zoom get-together one Saturday, I think two Saturdays ago. And I had some, I had this one skein of yarn that I have had, it may have been the single oldest skein of yarn in my stash wow i bought bought several skeins of peace fleece years and years and years ago (laughs) and i had one skein left and it's a worsted peace fleece yarn and peace fleece is a fairly rustic yarn it's a yarn that if you make garments out of it's definitely not next to body soft it's an outerwear i would use it for hats and i just i never i only had one skein of it so it was about 200 or i can't remember exactly 200 maybe 225 at the most yards and i just never got around to using it and it was a beautiful lavender color that I really like. And finally, I just decided to grab it in my quest for easy projects. And that one skein yielded three dryer balls. I had another skein that was a multicolored skein that successfully yielded only one ball. That one is a bit of a story. There were actually two balls, but when I ran them through my washing machine, for some reason, I don't know whether I wound them too tight or perhaps, yeah, I I don't know, but they didn't really shrink. So just for those of you who don't know what dryer balls are, <laughs> dryer balls are these wool balls well, you can you can purchase them as well, but when you hand make them, generally it's a non-superwash wool. You can wind them into a yarn roll, or sometimes people make a knitted or crocheted cover to go over it, and then they felt it in the washing machine. So I was expecting them to tighten up a little bit and maybe get a little bit smaller. Mine didn't really get smaller. And 
the second skein that I tried that I had two balls, it didn't, that yarn just didn't felt as well. And so one of them was really big. And maybe the third or fourth time that I ran it through the dryer, it actually ended up coming apart. Oh. And it had wrapped itself around and was clinging to a pair of my pajama pants. And <laughs> they're becoming one with your yes, jammies. <laughs> and I had I had the fleeting thought that, well, I guess I could rewind that. Oh. And I realized that nah. Nah. <laughs> so I cut that off of the clinging pajama pants. That one is now gone. And I have one successful dryer ball from that batch, which is fine. So I have a couple of dryer balls, and that is all I have finished this week. <laughs> well, that's more than I've finished. Because Sisaurus <laughs> is on a timeout, I have not a single finished object. Aww. COVID has like, turned me around in terms of not having as many FOs. As I, I used totally to. totally understand. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, I, I hear so many people say, I have so much more time for knitting, and I just don't. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, it's not desire, it's just, it's that ennui. Yeah. That we have mentioned before. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of Sudoku on my phone. <laughs> oh, I should be yes. knitting. <laughs> I'm a little yeah. bit of a Sudoku nut right yeah. now, so yeah. Yeah, but you know that too shall pass. As exactly, long as you're enjoying it. So. I'm just going with it. Yeah, you know, whatever. Exactly. I'll get bored with that pretty soon exactly. too, or I'll find a exactly. knit that just grabs me and I don't ever want to set it down. Yeah. So I'm and just waiting for that. I find, or I have found that I'm reading a lot more this year. So am I than I did the last couple of years. So I'm back into books again, in a big way. So, so that's my, a good one. I've maxed out my holds at our library, yep. Santa Cruz Public Library, <laughs> and the Houston Public Library. So you I have so many books on hold. Yeah. And Charlene and I joke about this all the time. Oh, we yes. always, always, always get at least three books that come available for us to check out in a 24-hour period. It I've had two the, today, so I'm yeah. waiting for the third. Oh, it is every the time. most frustrating, unexplained phenomenon <laughs> it's 100 percent true every time so yeah because i have because i cannot three. you know i'll just like you i'll put a whole bunch of books on hold it looks like they should come in at different times and no the three will come in within 24 hours and then i'm kind of stuck <laughs> yeah and i do audiobooks and ebooks so mm -hmm, it'll be like two 800 page ebooks yes. and then a 20 hour audiobook all of this. Yes. <laughs> like, I exactly. cannot do that in two weeks. I exactly. just cannot do it. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy and unexplained. I don't know. It, it's the weirdest thing. So. Well, since you mentioned books, I have to tell you that the two I just started in the last two days, Deacon King Kong, which oh, is... Oh, I've read that. It's, I saw your, your review. <laughs> I don't think you reviewed it. I just saw your star rating. Yeah. So I'm listening to the audiobook and it's awesome like laugh out loud funny in the beginning here and there not at all what i expected i'm really enjoying it and then i got 
how to be an anti-racist, which is also really good. I was just started that last night. And Mm -hmm. in the first 5% of the book, I'm blown away by the things he's saying. So I'll have some things to say about that our next episode. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to review the new Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio Sock Yarn. Neighborhood Fiber Company has always had a studio sock yarn, but they recently switched up their base to a new base for them that is 100% organic merino. And I'm looking at the label right here. One skein is 400 yards, 4 ounces, 7 to 8 stitches per inch, suggested needle size US 1 to 2, and it is machine washable, like the previous base they had, machine washable. So the fact that it's organic is the new thing about it. But also immediately, if you've used the Studio Sock before, you'll notice that the twist is different as well. This one has a really nice twist. It's a it's a strong, super strong twist. Not not over twisted, but this yarn does not split easily. It's not going to come apart easily as you knit it. Sometimes there are some yarns, depending on the way that you hold your yarn, that can untwist a little bit as you're using them. Mm-hmm. I haven't had any problems with untwisting knitting this or splitting. And the twist is beautiful once it's in a stitch once or once you look at the fabric I love the way the fabric looks it's Gail has been I've been using it to knit this cowl my Mira's cowl and I've been knitting on it for a couple of weeks now and Gail's probably tired of hearing me talk about the twist (laughs) because I just love (laughs) this twist so yeah yeah I have managed to I hand wound the skein that I have, and I haven't had time to swatch with it yet, but just hand winding it, you could tell the twist is hardy. It's not going to come untwisted. And it just, you can learn a lot just by hand winding a yarn. You absolutely can. I always tell my customers that you're going to learn something about the yarn and it's totally worth it to hand wind a skein for your, your project. Yep. So that's as far as I've gotten with the yarn so far, but just that the feeling of it in your hand is like, it's going to be great for socks and sweaters and you're doing a cowl. So you're, I think you're probably knitting it at a looser gauge, but I'm thinking just that the twist gives it a solidity that yeah, would stand up definitely. to wear as well. Yeah. It, but it's very soft also. It, it is super soft. Definitely could be next to skin soft. Definitely, oh, I think it is next to skin soft. Yeah, her, definitely yeah. the twist gives it a strength. I think that will have it hold up for outerwear garments as mm-hmm. well. I've I've got a fairly big piece of fabric knit. I I would say I'm over, maybe only have about fifteen percent of the skein left. So I've I've almost knit the whole skein, and the drape is very nice too. 
Nice. Really, really nice the way it hangs. I keep holding up the cowl and show, showing Gail because it just, it drapes really nice. And I can imagine the body of a sweater. It would hold up really well for the body of the sweater. I can't wait to buy some more and knit a sweater with it. <laughs> but the big thing is the organic. It's GOTS certified. And GOTS is, I'm going to open up this webpage and read it. It's the Global Organic Textile Standard. And what is the Global Organic Textile Standard? It is the worldwide leading textile processing standard for organic fibers, including ecological and social criteria backed up by independent certification of the entire textile supply chain. So what does that mean? As far as I understand it, what it means is that every process that this wool goes through has to be certified on some level by one of the organizations that is part of the Global Organic Textile, textile Standard in terms of chemicals, so I guess that would be pesticides, medications, anything that comes into contact with the textile that we knit with. So to me, that makes the word organic mean more than just a marketing ploy. I know what you mean. Like, Sometimes organic is just used as a buzzword as opposed to something that has substantial meaning behind it. And this, the GOT standard is legitimate. It's a real standard. It's not buzzwords. It's a measurable standard is what I'm trying to say. Yes, there, this organization it has different criteria and then you fall within their criteria and you can be certified as organic for their organization. Yeah, I've seen the GOTS label applied to many different clothing brands and things like that. It was not unfamiliar yeah. to me at all. Yeah, there there are clothing brands, like Gail said, any textiles can go through this process, but I've seen it mostly on clothing as well. So I haven't found the perfect one skein project for my beautiful Charles Village pink yet. I think maybe I will do the descent toque in pink and Ooh, that would yeah, be I lovely. some natural that would be really cool for the color work collar contrast against the pink of the Charles Village studio sock. So that might be what my studio sock becomes. The more I think of it, yeah, the more I like that cool. whole idea, too. Yeah. 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 So, yes, there's a whole website. The website is global-standard.org that you can read a general description of the organization. You can see what it takes to receive their certification. Just a lot of information. It's interesting. There are a lot of sheepy pictures there. <laughs> Sheepy pictures are always good. Yeah. Yeah. So so thank you, Neighborhood Fiber Company, for sending those skeins our way to swatch with and play with. 
Yeah, that was really fun. It was great when I opened, I think I mentioned this before, when I opened the package, there was one purple and one pink, <laughs> and we knew whose was whose. <laughs> I was just thinking, I remember the first time we ever met Karita, that one stitches where she was at end cap, and I turned that corner, yeah, and there was all that the was beautiful, first I know, stitches. there were all those beautiful colors, and I think I probably gasped yeah. out loud. I remember buying the the turquoise one. It wasn't Rock Creek Park. That was I, the green. And I'm sitting here. I'm looking at my two neighborhood fiber company sweaters. I have my throwback and I have my mint that are both sitting right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Such pretty colors. Yeah. So, Yeah. We stocked that booth because we hadn't introduced ourselves or met her yet. And we kept coming back and looking and then going away. Yep. And coming back and looking and not saying anything because we're both actually in person yes. quite shy. And so we just come back and look. And finally, we realized that we had to say something because we just looked so <laughs> suspicious just coming back and looking again and again. <laughs> Absolutely. And I remember Ann Weaver was there. She's often in the yeah. booth. Ann Weaver is a very well-known designer. She designed Orange, which is the sweater, colorwork sweater I knit many mm -hmm. years ago. And she's designed all sorts of things, but she often works with Karita's yarn and in Karita's booth. And I was also kind of starstruck, fans, fangirly over <laughs> Ann Weaver being there. So, yeah, beautiful yarn, famous designer. And now we just love Karita. She's such a sweetheart. And she's amazing. The things yeah. that she does for the community and stuff, she's an amazing person. You can go to neighborhoodfibercompany.com and see all this lovely yarn and read about the Neighborhood Fiber Company Momentum Fund. So one of the many things Karita does to give back to the community. Yep. Yes. We love her. She's awesome. As is everyone who works for her. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Colors of Fall wrapped up last night at midnight. So next episode, we will be talking about the winners of the different prizes and we'll be talking about our favorites and all sorts of other things about the colors of fall can't wait to finish browsing through all of the fo's and see all the beautiful outfits and just because it's over doesn't mean you shouldn't post your fo pictures so we leave those threads open Correct. because we still want to see all the cute outfits and things like that and i've really been enjoying the stories that some people are posting with their fo's so thank mm -hmm. you for doing that and giving us a little background or telling us about <laughs> yourself or whatever. I do read through every single one of them. So next episode, we'll do the wrap up. Yay. Okay. That sounds good. Thank you for joining us and happy, happy knitting, knitting everyone. everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.